There are over 40,000 words in the English language, and so we have no shortage of material with which to pray. But since less is more, this summer, an exploration of short one-liners, short prayers for long and leisured days. Grant us grace, Almighty Father, so to pray as to deserve to be heard. A prayer of Jane Austen, 1775-1826. One of the most beloved English novelists of the late 18th century, Jane Austen's six published novels depict characters of the English landed gentry of her time. Church-going is constantly in the background, of course, and it seems she was a habitual Sunday churchgoer, but her books are not explicitly religious, though she constantly plumbs the inner workings of the human heart as her characters navigate society, family life, and love. And she focuses again and again on a very practical morality in the midst of all of this. But she's quite reticent when it comes to any explicit exploration of what the connection may be between her values and her faith, and between faith and the growth in her novels, wonderful characters of virtue and good character. Jane Austen is, like many of us, someone for whom faith and the practice of religion lie in our hinterland, shaping us, but doing so silently. In St. Nicholas Church, Steventon, where Jane Austen's father George and later her oldest brother James were rectors, there hangs a framed set of prayers attributed to Jane Austen, and the first of these is today's focus for reflection. Grant us grace, Almighty Father, so to pray as to deserve to be heard. <laughs> these words could take us in a number of directions. I wonder what thoughts they prompt in you. For me, the word deserve, to pray as to deserve to be heard, rings my Pelagian alarm bells. Pelagius in the fifth century was the Christian thinker who was falsely optimistic about the ability of mankind to save itself through good works, rather than needing to rely on faith and grace. And so while we are all called to show forth the fruits of the Spirit, we are saved through the goodness of God, through grace. Any idea that we can act in such a way as to deserve anything feels, from a Christian perspective, awkward. But in her little prayer, I think Jane Austen is being metaphorical. She is saying that we should strive in our prayers so that if, through our own efforts, we were to deserve anything, our prayers would reveal those qualities. And what qualities might those be? Well, we should shun carelessness and sloppiness in our prayers and in our worship. We should always strive for elegance of expression. God deserves the offering of the best we can, both of style and substance. And therefore the substance of our prayers should be informed by the mind of Christ. If we look with the eyes of Christ, we will not pray frivolously or casually, informed by what Bonhoeffer centuries later would call cheap grace. In the end, 
prayer is not an add-on, it needs to be at the very heart of our life. And there is a seriousness about our offering of prayer because our relationship with God is the first, the foremost dimension of our existence. So if we're sometimes tempted to be casual or neglectful or careless about prayer in a way that Jane Austen would thoroughly have disapproved of, Jane Austen calls us back to its seriousness and importance to us and to God. Grant us grace, Almighty Father, so to pray as to deserve to be heard. <laughs>